0: It's Teacher said don't, but I said he... Huddle up. So... You think Bill Collins over Peter Gabriel? Yeah, and I don't think I'm alone in that. No, I think most people would say that. I ride for Peter Gabriel, though. Well, I think fuck he's yeah. got some great shit. I think that's cool. So... We ride for Genesis here at the Hot Little Yeah, Zenfrog. we ride for the classics. <laughs> as they call them. Fuck yeah. Uh, hey, we're back, dude. Yeah, hi, I'm Mike. I'm Christian. Hi, Christian. Uh, we're both bad yeah. at podcasting. Well, we've both been busy people and... And so far, we're not really making any money off of this podcast. (laughs) That's shock. So we've we've reasonably taken a few weeks off to catch up on all of our real life day job shit. Sure. And our, you know, personal lives and our relationships and our spiritual matters and our relationship you and you and you, yours and mine yeah christian and i've been to a lot of therapy in the last three weeks <laughs> <laughs> so we're ready to podcast and, again. We, and we just tell our therapist again and again you should listen to our podcast you'll we'll know what we're talking about yeah and he wants to charge us though so we need <laughs> so we need uh to figure out how to verify that yeah so a bunch of stuff has happened since the last time that we did this yeah because we're, we're going to talk about succession and the deuce later yeah, but we always like to start these episodes off with a little bitch sesh about Apple TV. Usually, yeah. And but the we streaming also, wars. we had also we teased that we were gonna do an Emmys episode and we never did that. Yeah, so we right. wanted to run back and talk about the Emmys because yeah, they were. We watched else. them. We watched them a few days after we recorded the last one. I think. Yeah, and they were you know and uh, at a bar like you do. We asked him to turn. We were at Tony's and we asked him to turn the Emmys on over like a basketball <laughs> game or, or a football game or something. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was over. Um, here I <laughs> over, yeah, was over the Browns game. That's right. But even just general takeaways from the Emmys, I mean, huge night for Fleabag, which we were stoked about. Yeah, Fleabag, which we kind of figured was going to win a lot of things. Killing Eve also, I guess, won Best Actress or whatever. Yeah, so Jody, Waller, yeah, Jody, yeah, Jody Cromer, she's, she cleaned up, and Jody Cromer, I gotta say, that's, that is very well deserved. I haven't, I haven't watched very that yet, because it's on, like, Stars or It's Showtime on. Or I think it's, it's on, a BBC show. Oh, I think I need to get the Hulu, mm. damn it, that's, I'm gonna have to wait till I get Disney Plus and it'll just include the Hulu. Yeah, that's, see, we and, gotta, and the ESPN. And that's about, and Disney Plus, I think, is a, a month away from its release. From its birthing. From its birth. It's still embryonic, but not as embryonic as Apple Plus, which is already <laughs> canceled. You just told me it's, one of these shows got canceled before it yeah, even aired. Yeah, so there's a, yeah, so in the in the long list of like red flags about Apple Plus, they had a Richard Gear show called Bastards. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. The hamster guy. The gerbil guy. The gerbil guy. Yeah, that's one of his infamous things. Is there was an old Hollywood. Uh, urban legend that he had a gerbil go up his ass like you know the South Park thing is that right oh man yeah that's like probably fucked his career up a lot because people like me are like the gerbil guy <laughs> wow yeah you that's don't accurate. see him much yeah I think he was kind of like David Duchovny of his era sure like a handsome white guy the, him and Duchovny have a similar essence do they yeah think? yeah a rhinus I ride for Duchovny me too I'm a Californication guy. You, you. What we've talked about that as opposed to uh, uh, Entourage. Uh, as opposed to Entourage, yeah. right? Uh, anyway, we're already going off the tracks of Apple TV. Yeah. So they've they've been slowly dropping the. Trailers. Oh, hang on. So what's the Richard Gere thing anyway? The Richard Gere thing. Oh, it's called Bastards. But they so they can't. The show's canceled already. What was it about? I have no. I'm guessing some probably guys with, who got father issues. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like a misunderstood guy thing. Would be my guess. We'll never know now. Uh, it goes into they probably like, we're going for something more woke, like the morning show. Poof, man. there's was another. There, god, I saw another trailer for that the other day. Of we're Steve, gonna have to watch Steve, it at this. Point. Of Steve Carell like begging to his newsroom, will no one defend me? Will no. <laughs> and I was like, D- oh my god! In what universe? I mean, I don't know. In Hol- what universe is that the thing that the guy would yeah. do? They probably wouldn't first let him back in the building, would be my guess. It's but. a lot of, like, Hollywood um, short-sightedness. Or, you know, rose-colored glasses. Well, about we, we have other takes on Hollywood short-sightedness. Oh, yeah, so I yeah, think yeah, we'll get to we can get to We can get to Ellen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ellen has had a week. Oof. So, I watched the trailer for Sight, or Scene, or Blindedness. Or Eyes, or what's it called? The one man who sees—I don't know—and they're just teaser trailers. They really are not giving a lot away. That one was—that was like a full two-minute. trailer. Oh, was there a full one? Yeah, there's a I've full only one seen the teaser, uh, and it's Aquaman. Sure. Who I—he's I, a charming guy. He's, sure. He was in when back when Game of Thrones was good. He was on it. Mary Delisa Bonet. He's clearly a fun guy. That's true. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, he's the lead, so right. that's kind of their star power. They're really resting this middle school conceit on. Because, man, it looks it looks like a bad sci-fi novel. I've re- I read plenty of sci-fi novels, and it seems like a really cheap, bad conceit. Okay, so you've seen the whole thing, because it seems like it sits inside of that weird sci-fi fantasy land. I've only they're, seen, like, They're that. post-apocalyptic cavemen who everyone went blind for some reason, which I'm sure will be part of the grand mystery that they will be uncovering for seasons. Dude, seriously, as soon as I hear... But he's he's the chieftain of a tribe. They're cave people, future cave people. And his children are born with sight. And they start to realize the children can see. Because they've heard... They have myths of sight that they talk about. The old ones used to see. You've got to be kidding me. That is the scenario. Um... How do we know the kids can see? Uh, it's, well, that was my question. I'm like, uh, there's gotta be some moves like where the, I, I think in the thing there was like a bird flying by and the baby looks at it. So like something will happen and the baby will react and they'll, and they'll be like I think the baby can see stuff that we they know things that we don't. They're, they're, they're seers. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, if all mankind went blind I, these cave people are, seem to be kind of sophisticated for being fucking blind. Uh huh. They're surviving. Sure. Which I don't think would be the case. They're buff. I, yeah, they're fucking jacked. They've like hunting, tr- you know, they're like, <laughs> we're going on the hunt, and they've got like, you know, tents and jewelry and shit. That, like, sorry, we wouldn't, we'd be dead. The whole mankind would die out, I think. If, wow. If all of our sight went away God, at once. You know, as soon as I hear post apocalypse, though, I'm always like, I'm out. Bleh. I'm out. Yeah, I get that. I'm fucking done. I'm out. Like, whatever your vision of it is, is not going to add anything to the... And I know that we're already kind of down on Apple TV, so it's easy to be like, well, this will probably be stupid, but that one probably will be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can that say with in the confidence. Show, that one and the morning show are a, a pair of nothing burgers. The, the only ones that have intrigued me were the Spielberg action... Stories, uh, Indiana Jones, whatever that one is called. That one sounded interesting. And that one is a, an anthology it, Yeah, thing. so they can't really flagship it as right. their next Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, which we'll get to when we talk about the Emmys. Man, speaking of uh, anthology series and the post-apocalypse, they just put the apocalypse season of American Horror Story on Netflix. And that is one of the biggest glitziest jokes i've ever yeah. seen in my i life. started watching the cult one a couple weeks ago uh-huh. on a whim and i z- tuned it out most of the time uh-huh. and just wasn't the cult one, i remember having a couple moments for me in the beginning that i was like not bad not bad but then that show know. just inevitably i've told you i'm a little over the limited range of sarah paulson and evan peters who are both great actors but yeah i mean they're going into like what 10 seasons this. Of I think shit. the one they're doing right now is the 10. And they one. don't have Jessica Lang anymore. Yep. Who it was the yeah, who was really the heart hold, of hold, that it show, down, yeah. When it was good. They also don't have a So speaking of okay, now we're talking about shows going downhill. <laughs> Game of Thrones won an Emmy for outstanding drama. Oh, that's right. This there so this is the big travesty that. There night. were a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, the biggest kind of fuck up of the whole thing. Peter Dinklage won his, like, fifth fucking Emmy for that thing. Um, for what? Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series? Uh, yeah, I think so. A category that Stephen Dwarf was not nominated in. Well, because an actual dwarf was nominated. Who? Oh. No, actually... Oh, and I Tony Shalhoub also won. Tony for, Shalhoub won yeah, for uh, uh, a uh, Supporting the Actor in a Comedy Series, yeah. Guy. But yeah, Game of Thrones was a shit show. The guy who played Jamie Lannister was, like, obviously, like, fuck all this, and, like, right. eating eating a fucking popsicle. A fudge or whatever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, the, they turned it over to one of the one of the people who was interviewing, asked the two producer guys, fuck ass and fuck ass, um, how they felt about the controversy. And they turned it over to Kit Harrington, who has been in rehab since that season aired. And he walks up and he goes... I don't know why they asked me to answer this, because I've never seen the last season of the show. Like, he read the scripts, and he filmed it, and he went to rehab. Wow. Um, So that's exactly why they asked him. What a shit show. Yikes. Just a phenomenal... So I think The record in history of, like, well, remember when that was the most popular show of all time in the 2000-teens, and it was, like, a terrible conclusion, and everyone reviled it? And it became just memes. (laughs) So, wait, so what is down the pipeline for those two guys? They're supposed to make some Star Wars spinoffs. That's part of the reason they rushed the finale of that thing, because it was supposed to go for a few more years. Wait, so are they making Star Wars movies, or are they going to make Star Wars series for Disney? I think they were going to make movies, but I think the way Disney's going to keep blowing up Star Wars, who knows. I mean, is the, I but mean, I think Disney's probably regretting signing any contracts with those guys because fans are going to actively avoid whatever they put together. Yeah, I yeah. The nerds are keen. <laughs> <laughs> they like to talk about yeah. Their you know, their blade is keen. Yeah. Well, they know like the inner workings of something that'll fuck up the story they like, and who do they want to get mad at about that? You huh. know? Wow. So. But we're talking We're talking about nerds. Should we talk about Joker nerds? Okay, yeah. There's been a lot of talk lately about this, this mo- fucking Joker this movie. This movie that we haven't seen. I'm genuinely like burned out on hearing anything about it because I really didn't care when I heard it was going to happen. And it's been blown up because everyone's like, incels are going to shoot the place up. And I'm like, why would incels shoot up a theater of fellow incels? They're all going to be in the front row of that thing on day one. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of less interested in that movie than I am in the discourse surrounding it. Me too. I really, I mean. Because we both know it's just supposed to be like baby's first taxi driver. Sure. Right. And that, And I guess Joaquin's great, but the script sounds stupid. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, has Joaquin Phoenix like ever not been the best or second best thing in any movie that he's in? Yeah. I mean he's ever since River died. He's a great actor. Sorry. Sure. Sorry. Sure. (laughs) If one guy was better. Well, but I mean River would probably be taking DiCaprio's roles, right? Haven't we had this discussion? Probably. Probably. Because he had more of the He did have that DiCaprio vibe. Yeah. DiCaprio. But the But he'd be playing his older brother. They'd be like doing Long Day's Journey and shit like that. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Oh my god. (laughs) Fing- yeah. Longest yeah. journey with those two would be so good. I Wish we lived in that universe. Wow, someone does. Donald Trump would not be president in that universe. Yeah. Wow. That gave me pause. But anyway, the so like the Todd Phillips, the director of that movie, having his quote about how comedy's too hard to oh, do yeah. now because of this PC, PC culture. culture, and Mark Maron shooting back at him. I'm all about that. Mark Maron, who's in the movie. Is yeah. Like, There's funny shit being made all the time. You just need to be funny. Like look yeah. at. Uh, I don't know if we ever really discussed the new Chappelle special that much. No, but I actually just rewatched that. But did you watch the finale? Did the, you wait the the and questionnaire wa- and the yeah, because yeah. a lot of people missed that. If you watch that Netflix thing all the way through, if you yeah. watch the credits, it'll re it'll start up a little bonus thing that's like twenty minutes, and it's great. And it clarifies all of Chappelle's actual feelings about uh, trans culture and mm-hmm. all these other controversial issues he's making jokes about. Right. He does, like, a real Q&A sit-down and open-heart mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And you understand people just have to, like, that special's very funny because he's a funny guy and knows, like, that he's saying controversial things that he doesn't mean it. And that's also, like, a tool for a lot of these kind of right-wing incel... Yeah, to latch on to ...clown you. Pepe guys to be like, I'm just being ironic, but yeah. at what point are you like... It's a dog whistle. Yeah, this is a huge fucking dog whistle and yeah. you really do think the Jews are the problem or whatever, or women are the problem, or communism is the problem. <laughs> whatever no, whatever you fucking scapego- No one's, no one's been taking that many shots of communism, and I think well, not, there's a la- deep, well, there's a deep lying desire in all Americans for it. Well, there's also a <laughs> lot of weird shit going on with China right now that is like... Wow, man. I and mean, Hong Kong. We and, can save that for my sports podcast, but that is a crazy thing that's going on in the NBA right now. Daryl Morey sent off a tweet about, I stand with Hong Kong. The Rockets are like the biggest team in China because Yao Ming played there. And China is the NBA's second biggest market. It's like a $2 billion mm, a year place for them. Same with Hollywood movies. Yeah. and They've if, been selling all these things. And if China, China decides that they are like... Fuck America! They're like, well, but they're like, no more NBA games. Like, we're done. We're not going to broadcast those anymore. That's going to affect the the salary cap. Like, drive the salary cap down like ten million dollars per team. It's there's lasting things, and it could exactly bleed over into into Hollywood. And if they, if they don't want those Marvel movies anymore, then who are they? Then mm-hmm. maybe those movies will go away. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is the greatest thing of all time. Well, maybe not for China, but (laughs) Uh, maybe not for China. Maybe Um, not for for the poor people of the world. (laughs) Maybe not for the domestic life of. There's also a lot of controversy right now because of Blizzard, which I don't, I don't, I don't don't play World of Warcraft. PJ used to, but I don't know what that is. That's World of Warcraft is a big online game. Uh, They make they they make other games, but these guys are. there's some controversy. I don't exactly know what the deal is. They're siding with China over Hong Kong, basically. Uh-huh. And it's creating similar huge riffs where people are trying to boycott it or making memes to fucking shit all over it. Wow. Another example of this kind of uh, internet vigilante wonders is uh, Ellen DeGeneres sure. the last couple of weeks because she was spotted hanging out with George Bush. And defended her right to do so. And defended it. And then like people have been re-editing like her defense video with like footage of like the Iraq War in the background and stuff <laughs> like that. My favorite tweet was a picture of George Bush, Ellen DeGeneres, and the ghost of a of a dead Iraqi boy enjoying a Cowboys game. Oh my God! Yeah. And and I just there's like a some good shit out there just about Hollywood hypocrisy and. It's starting an interesting discussion. Uh, yeah, exactly. because a lot of because a lot of other like celebrities too are like, "No, nah, fuck that guy. And I would not be hanging out with him or glad-handing with him." And it's yeah. kind of the whole, you know, when you see when you see George Bush giving Michelle Obama a piece of candy, and you're like, "Oh, that's adorable." You're like, "Fuck this." Fuck all these people. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. This isn't a political podcast. No, but it's, no. It's everyone's not. everyone's pretty united about disliking politicians in this day. Exactly. But you gotta, if you consider George Bush a war criminal, you must also consider one Barack Obama a well, war criminal. And just how how integrated all of our entertainment is with all of our politics and all of our economics. Yeah, like, it's it's all connected. I mean, it, we elected a movie star president. 30 fucking years ago. Exactly. And now we have a reality TV star as a president. Yeah. So, who's to say that we might not have a podcaster as the next president? Yeah. Who's to say Ellen's not trying to just butter her bread for her run in eight years, you know? Well, you gotta think that that's probably pretty stunted now. Well, if if uh, if Oprah didn't do it... If Albert didn't do it, there's no way Ellen's doing then it. Then Ellen's not gonna be able to pull it off. No, if anyone was, if anyone was gonna do it, it's Oprah. If they ran together, what about Springer? He was the mayor of Cincinnati. Springer <laughs> and Howard Stern, Jesus. co-ticket. It's gonna get a 1000 write right-ins. Man, over the radio, Baba Booey. Baba boo. Oh my God. Wow, and like in the year two thousand, people were like, "Yo, <laughs> give me that ticket!" <laughs> oh sure, I remember back when it was like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was first elected governor, and there was like a porn star running, and Gary Coleman I think was running. Like everyone was throwing oh, and then their fucking like hat. Al Franken, Jesse Ventura, like that. Sure, you know. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. Yep. I, it's so funny, like, to think about those things. Al Franken played Stuart fucking Smalley on mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. I'm mm-hmm. good enough, I'm smart enough. And, and gosh darn it, people, people like, me. like me. SNL's back. Have you watched any new SNLs? I watched, like, one clip from the Phoebe Waller... I would say watch the Phoebe Waller Bridge episode. She's good, but... Right, her monologue was really good. I didn't watch the monologue. Because I, I think that she wrote her monologue as opposed to, like... Reciting I think they typically let her. those guys do that, like, especially if they're writers or stand-ups. Uh, some of the model, the Woody Harrelson monologue was really bad. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want those fucking. They have a they have bad writers right now. It's bad. It's bad. It's been bad for a long time. There's a few good people on it and a few good sketches once in a while, but it's generally. But like, not really. Like there's what, a there's a couple good. When people... When I say once in a while, I mean like a. Every couple like episodes, every a good sketch, every season, there's a couple episodes that are good, <laughs> or a couple sketches that are good, yeah, like a David Pumpkins, and that's like all. Tom sure. Hanks. You're like, thank God for the guest. The Larry Who David made... one is funny, too. Anytime Larry David played Bernie Sanders, I was laughing. But I'm a, I fucking hate it when they bring people in to do that stuff. I hate that Alec Baldwin is on every episode. Why can't one of the fucking cast members play Trump? I don't even follow the political... They had, had, Matthew, they because... had Matthew Broderick on playing somebody the other day, and I was like, what is I feel he like, doing feel. I feel like... I feel like they intentionally got Trump elected. Because I do blame SNL for I blame them Trump's too. election. I do too. They took his, he wanted to be on, and they were like, yeah, you should be on, and he acted like an asshole. And now they're like, God, we should never have let him on. But he did get elected, and now they're just profiting off of making jokes about him. Yeah, they also exploited Kanye West, and I know there's a lot of opinions about Kanye, but they only brought him on to act crazy. And sure. To, and to make fun of him. But I'm like, that's, you guys are... It's such hollow, bogus bullshit. Yeah, at SNL. that man has a mental illness. He does. He does. He does. He does. He does. It makes it easy, It makes it harder to be like fuck that guy and his ego. You know? Yeah. He's got issues. Yeah. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah, SNL blows. But they did. They did obviously make some good decisions. They boosted those two younger girls who I love, and I can't think of either of their names right now. Uh, I don't know. The girl who does that great Lisa Kudrow impression and um. The one who uh, looks like Christian Shaw. Back to the Emmys. Uh, back to the Emmys. What else did well? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of the things that I was like really happy to see happen. SNL. We were just talking shit about them, but they won for whatever, and yeah, I was like, "How?" It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Harvey Weinstein's people are still working their magic and uh, winning awards in Hollywood. Succession won an award for writing. I remember that. Succession did win an award. I was ex- and and the best award it should win it should win Jesse Armstrong for writing like yeah it also I think Nicholas Patel also won an award for the theme music hell yeah which is about the best to say hell yeah uh, the but the but one of I mean I I was bitching about Stephen Dorff not getting a supporting actor nom Jeremy Strong not getting one the nomination at least for Kendall in season one is crazy to me but I think that the the Emmys next year when that schedule catches up. Well then now Game of Thrones is off the table. Game of Thrones will be off the table. There's no HBO politicking politicking yeah. for that. Yeah. So Succession's gonna sweep. I mean if, if Sarah Snook and Jeremy Strong both don't well, yeah, I mean, the nominations win. Now that it's getting more attention, I think a lot of people are going to binge watch the first couple seasons now that they've heard, Oh, you should really watch this, it's about fucking the one percent. We'll get into Succession. We'll talk about Succession later, but you got to think that next year, by the time that that's playing, it should be season three. Oh, you know what else I caught up on? Huh? 25, was uh, twenty five minutes? The Righteous Gemstones. You're caught up on Gemstones. That's right. We're both I we're am, both caught up on you, Gemstones. You said it's worth continuing, and w- and that was one where I thought there were only going to be like six, and now yeah. going, there's eight or something instead. Yeah, I think the finale is, this, is, on. is the finale this weekend. It might be. I, keep, I have a problem lately. We experienced this with the Deuce as well, where we like have preemptive finales. Yeah, well, I think it was because we checked Wikipedia, and they had only like updated it to however many episodes. Yeah, probably just to fuck with guys like us. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, well, should we take a little break and then come back and do Succession and the Deuce? Sure, unless there's any other... Unless you want to talk about gemstones for a minute. Uh, we, I mean, if we've got some other stuff, we can save it for the end. Sure, I'm fine talking about that in one big... Foul swoop. Sure. All right, cool. Let's take a little break. You guys go take a break. We're going to go take a break, and we'll see you in a minute. And now a word from our sponsors. (laughs) The place to be. This is the place. Our house in the middle of the street. (laughs) Who's that by? Uh, oh, some '80s band, Madness. I'm gonna guess. An adventure. Really? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I'm not great with that sort of thing. Or we would be doing the music podcast. Yeah, that's already. true. Um, <laughs> you know what? I can tell you. I can tell you where Logan Roy is from. Where would that be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we've always, we've, we've taken, we're three, we're three episodes behind three on behind. Succession. So, let's just bullet point the, the uh, bottles for each one, right? Uh, so, the, the first of the three would be when they go to London to, for... To talk to their mother. And to deal with the guy that Kendall killed. Yeah. And apologize. Yes. And I imagine Logan paid his parents off or something. Well, Kendall snuck back and paid them money. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we're behind. Yeah, we're, we're, then, fucking, then, we're fucking behind. Then the, we then there was the Loganathon where they announced Rhea as the new CEO, officially, and yes. it was hilarious. And then yes. the newest one, which is the best of all of these anyway, is the hearing in front of Congress. The goddamn hearing. Oh my God, with Peter Bogdanovich grilling him. That's not Peter Bogdanovich, it's no your <laughs> Peter Who's Peter Bogdanovich? He directed The Last Picture Show? Who's the guy who created The Chipmunks? Because it's a similar weird last name too. Oh, I don't know. Like, David something, because they go, Sorry, Dave. Or whatever. Oh, it's an, uh, I get right. all of those mixed up. Oh, right. Peter Bogdanovich plays a, a big role in the You'll Love Me When I'm Dead documentary about Orson Welles making The Other Side of the Wind. Which, if you haven't watched, I think that you're a schmuck. Man, we have you th- seen it, Mike? We're just throwing a lot of references out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. I also, I mean, I'm just going to take this moment to say that if you have not watched You'll Love Me When I'm, They'll Love Me When I'm Dead, the Orson Welles documentary, it is a masterpiece. Is that on Netflix? Yes. And it is one of the most surreal viewing experiences I've ever had in my life. Our sponsor tonight Orson is Wells. Orson Welles, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> So yeah, a lot happened since we last a discussed happened. Succession, and the show still is the best show. It's Jesus. just getting more and more on fire. Every episode's better than the last. Uh-huh. the the ship is on fire. The ship is on fire. I mean, I mean, where do we want to start? I, cause I, so where are we going? So like we're leading into the finale, which is clearly some yeah. yacht expedition, and the and that's the, right. That's and right. our main takeaway from this last episode is that there needs to be blood sacrifice. Yes, there will be blood. There will be blood. <laughs> there will be blood. You sniveling boy. Um so one of the thoughts I had was we've talked about how many seasons we expect this show will go. Right? And it seemed like what was the most Shakespearean answer was 4. Or five? I think I think five. If we're going like, Four, Sha- like say we're calling it Shakespeare Acts. But. Okay, so they're setting up a lot of things. Yeah. That are not necessarily, they're not necessarily going to be the major theme of next season or be resolved next season. Mm, yeah, no. no There's no. a lot of spinning plates. Um, should we just go down the character list and kind of? Yeah, 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 let's do that. I mean, I so if we're going to start there, I would say... I'm the most curious about what, where Logan's head is. Yeah. If he thinks that, because there's cl- clearly a good showing in front of Congress for him and Kendall. That was a great, great Kendall moments in the last yes. couple episodes. I've done this on this podcast before where I'm like, let's talk about him. Let's talk about this other character. Yeah, yeah. So let's, you know, let's Well, actually, they're all, they're all start, so interconnected. Let's start with Kendall because one of my, the things about the last few episodes that's been so interesting. Is the season started with Kendall? I mean, obviously having just killed somebody. Yeah, I mean, not you know through. Yeah, that was the climax of the season. So he's in this really dark place, but now you know he was seeing the girl, the uh, the Pierce girl, and then he, he took up with the girl from uh, Connor's girlfriend's play. Yes, and he brought her and he to brought the her Logan Scotland, upon, and he's. And he- she said something a lot, and he yeah. talked about his dad too much. Yeah, and she said, yeah, yeah, yeah and he yeah, sends yeah. her away. But he's but he's in like a happy place. He's like feeling very good. And I remember at the start of that episode in Scotland, I think texting you. I I love seeing Kendall happy, <laughs> which is so ridiculous yeah, and it's so rare. Yeah. Because, you know, this whole season we're like, this guy's gonna fucking kill himself. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, like, the Kendall suicide was, like, very imminent in those first ones. I think one thing that's cool that's happening is the siblings are kind of banding together to fight the mm. force that is Rhea. Which is gone now. And now they're, it's kind of fucking the whole ship up even more a little bit, but there's yeah. actually suddenly an element of solidarity that's kind of cropped up. Yeah. And it kind of happened when all three of them had to go... On at, to the TED Talk together or whatever, and it kind of started. Roman there. got slapped, and and Kendall kind of. was Well, like, that was the episode when they're leaving that. Yeah. That Shiv calls Kendall that she just got fucked by Rhea. Yeah, and they're not they're not necessarily all teamed up or anything, but there's a little more cooperation right. happening between the siblings than we've seen right. maybe ever. And another one of Kendall's. Kendall obviously had like a a pretty tremendous showing during the congressional hearing. Yeah, he did a great job. Following the perform, Tom's performance. Tom, <laughs> oh my god, Tom. Fucking... Where uh, there's a couple of my the I forget that one one of those older white guys that's always in the room with them says I'll give him a B plus for bad plus terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I liked when Fisher Stevens kept looking over at Shiv like. How's it feel to be married to a fucking moron or whatever? (laughs) That line, whatever it is, whatever he says is great. Tom just eats the hat. It's really funny. The show balances humor so well because he's like. There, I, well, I can't remember the line that he says where the audience just murmurs. The whole crowd is like, "Well, that's not a great response to a straightforward question." There's a few. Of the, do I know him? I know. I know of him. No. Oh, and Greg's literally sitting right behind him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Ken, when Kendall did his kind <laughs> of three pointer, Connor's in, in, in the Connor's background giving the Tiger Tiger yeah. Woods arms. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. So okay. So it's great Ken, that the so show has gotten to this point. Like it's. So beautifully written. Well, you know, it's really, it's, that, that episode, that episode specifically I think was really interesting because it finally, the last, you know, five or, most of the season has been, has really dwelled heavy on the personal relationships between the the family and what they're doing. And since the middle of last season, there's like been these traces of like, oh, shady stuff on parks and cruises. Bill, shredded yeah. files, this, this, and that. Cousin fucking Grant. And now all of that stuff was like finally the the point of the episode that they're all get that all of these yeah all of these like little misdemeanors and things behind the scenes that they've been discussing are finally what they're actually yeah being those, faced with at the highest fucking level. It's that all they could it's be. all kind of falling into place, which is which is how you know that they wrote the shit out of this thing. Like yeah. they set these moments up when greg greg's the one i'm thinking about the most because he's still got the actual proof of this stuff hidden yeah. in his butt crack from yes. when him and tom burned it yes and he walked out of that hearing yes. screaming at never like he has before <laughs> this at tom. fucking guy this fucking guy and you, you've never seen him speak to tom that way and tom is like Crestfallen, because everyone knows. He, well, and Tom. He, and Tom he, he is like is is near to tears, even calling shit out. Are you the one? Are fucking you here? fucking like yeah? Tom. Tom is uh, heads on the chopping he, block. Well, I think that he, and Greg he just finally turned... fucking sees how expendable he is. Yeah, yeah. He's. <sighs> I'm wondering if there is like going to be a huge character turn for Tom next season. Sure. Yeah. Or like, like if, if Tom or, pushed for divorce. Or, yes. You know? Yeah. If, like, or if he has an affair that matters, maybe. Like, a meaningful affair that starts to interrupt things. Yeah, you know, I actually, that's one of those things that every episode I kind of want more of is the Shiv and Tom's marriage thing. Because in the... It's not going away. In the episode where they go to the, where they see, I wish I could remember Connor's girlfriend's name when they go to see her play, which I wanted to talk about the, this. Which is an which advanced, is like, advanced version. A lot is going to change. It's like at the fucking, but also like, it's at the fucking Barrymore, like, or something yeah. like that. They're just like, buying out some crazy A Broadway fucking, theater. Yeah, and they're like, this isn't even ready to go up. <laughs> but but he the, asks Logan for money, and he's like, "I'm sure you'll figure it out, son. But the <laughs> but the actor that Shiv slept with is in the play. That's right. And Tom catches her in that, and then they ki- and then it kind of goes by the wayside. I wanted a little bit more out of that. He the other guy that Shiv slept with is working with. Um, well, that's how they were fucking originally. Was that they were both on? Not Bogdanovich. Uh, Bagosian's Boghossian. campaign. Boghossian. Yeah. Bagosian. Yeah. <laughs> As the Bernie stand-in. That's right. Presumably. He is the Bernie stand-in yeah. and, and and that was like a great element cuz he was giving them like the best um just series of questions and his reactions to the questions were like mhm okay well on this date and just yeah matter-of-factly it was like a any great courtroom drama from, oh yeah, you know yeah, that was some great Inherit the wind kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I love, bird I love that. I, you know, I could have honestly gone strict in the in the hearing room episode. I, I, that's the kind of flex that I would expect from Succession. Uh, well, they have to have their asides though. That this show is oh, yeah, all about absolutely. their little their little plots in their little room. And I was thinking about it. I was like, one of these days, someone's gonna bug a room that they're all in. Because they do this all the time. And I was like, sooner or later, there's like whatever they say in one of these little discussions is going to escape and taint things and poison things. That's great. That is, that's that's, one of my predictions. That's fucking coming. Yeah. Because they do it every episode. Yeah. No matter where they are, they always manage to find a place to be sneaky Uh and obvious. That's the thing (laughs) to me. Like, you guys don't think everyone knows you're plotting. What your next move is uh-huh. every time you do this? Yeah, it's maybe my one c- good criticism of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so, I'm I'm in but such a it might land. I'm at such a loss for criticisms of the show. I mean, I think it's tremendous. Well, yeah, that I think that that isn't a criticism because it's going to be the great payoff of somebody fucking <laughs> yeah, one no, yeah, of no those. No shit. Rooms. <laughs> no shit. I mean, where else do we want to go? I mean, every I mean, the finale is coming in a couple days, so like I'm. So, th- this is the finale on Sunday. Yes. It's going to be on a yacht. Yeah. Which is a very big boat that rich people own. Yeah. Like, they're all taking a post-hearing vacation. Yeah. And they're going to figure out what they're going to figure out. Rhea is out. It's gone. Raya's out, which is out, which was the goal of the... Yeah. The so, chul- she was really just, like, kind of a six-episode red herring, I suppose. Or, like, a season two villain boss for them yeah. to... Yeah. Go through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll come back. Yeah. I. Yeah. And I. You know. And, be, and I don't think that we've seen the last of Cherry Jones. I don't think we've seen the last of Stewie. Yeah. They're building a bigger and bigger world. Yeah. You know, and introducing other clans in their. uh sure. And the Macbeth. I want to like meet the president. I, I hope that at some point in the show we meet the president. I feel like they'll meet the vice president, and Logan will be like. I was supposed to meet the president! Well, but I guess, I guess season three, though, is going to be Connor's. Oh, God. They're, they are going to follow through with that plot, of course. Connor's going to be running, and it's going to be a shit show. And that stands to reason, at the hearing, he runs into that guy who's like, there's a lot of con heads in here. Oh, my God. I didn't even think... Because it's always such a, like, joke... That he's gonna just... sure. I haven't actually considered but also, like, that we're gonna witness him making the effort to do that still. But also, you put Alan Ruck in that part. They're like, this is gonna pay off in season three when you like become president. Mm. He's gonna end up being like a congressman or something. They'll talk him into take. They'll talk him into running for governor or some shit like that. Like someone should have done to Beto in Texas or many other politicians I could yeah. pull out of my ass. Sure. Um, yeah, and Connor will end up being, like, an actual insider for them to utilize. That's my prediction for that. Or he will not have any success, and it'll be the funniest... Or he'll be a joke, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, like, the comedic plot line of season three. Because what's his comp? I guess Andrew Yang is, like, the closest yeah. thing. Yeah, well... Y- y- Andrew Yang had a job, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'll never forget... Roman had one of the best lines ever when... Connor says Connor says I'm uh I'm still applying for the job of president of the United States. And Roman says yeah. Really? You don't think you want to start something smaller like CBS? CBS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, you wanna go from doing nothing to but absolutely fucking f- f- nothing. F- nothing to being president. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad that this show is doing well and it's like on the trajectory it's going because I think it's going to have a very huge impact the more people start to watch it. Yeah. And the more guys like us talk it up. Yeah. And even though we're not yet being paid by HBO. We will be. Well, we're open to it. If anyone from HBO is listening. Uh, All right, so now now we're going to talk Deuce. Yeah. The Deuce, we thought, was only going to be five episodes. And thank God it's not. And thank God it's not. We've, there's, there have been six now, there's eight total. Is that right? there's been five now. No, we did. We thought that this last week was the finale. We were watching the last one thinking it was the very end, and we were like, I guess that's satisfying, actually. (laughs) I I mean, it's a little curt endings. Laurie drives off with a gun. Paul... Paul's love. dies. You know, if the thought of it ending on Paul in that moment, I was like, I was like, cool. That I was, was like, cool. everyone go call your mom. Okay. Yeah, the, would, epi- the title of that episode. The title of that episode was You only get one. Frankie has died, which we knew was going to happen at some point. And, but Vince venged him, and we were like, that's his. That's the arc. That's the arc of that. Yeah. So but, it all seemed Candy was and Harvey had a conversation. A fallout and a reconnect. But they had a good conversation, which the whole her whole arc this season should have been this conversation about exploitation and stuff. Yeah, you know Andrea Dworkin's a real feminist philosopher. Yeah, and uh, I know I was glad that that character was in there. So, so the th- <laughs> so normally these like these sections of this show where we talk about Succession and the Deuce are just gush vests. But the this last episode, I think, aside episodes three and four of the Deuce we were not I'm trying to remember like the traction of each of these last episodes but there's been kind Exa- of exactly I think if we talk about the or if we break down our five mains and their arcs this season there's been a kind of rocky. Moments to be that invested. Yeah. I know that we both have been invested in the Paul storyline. Paul's stuff uh, is pretty much unassailable. But it's also all of those but scenes, it's also kind of a B story to the other ones. Well, I mean, they're, they're all kind of B stories to each other. They give everything such a slight... like nothing. No one really gets right. preferential I feel like they, treatment. They do, they do share the screen time pretty well. but With, his... Aside from Frankie and Vincent, which always get a little bit more, I feel like. Well, because there's... I mean, it's one man. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But I mean, the, yeah, I mean, you brought up Paul, and uh, Paul's those scenes seem to be dealt with in such a more delicate, without being precious. About with, it. With, yeah, I mean, there's room for sentiment, but not sentimentality. Yeah, this, and all the of reality of the situation. Yeah, and they they always just like come off a little nicer, and and that performance that he gives, and the performance that um, that actor who plays. Todd, who, you know, R.I.P. Yeah, and the parents' storyline in line, this in last this episode. La- and, and making yeah. making a big point of how back then uh, he would not be able to have any clinical authority over his lover's health care because their relationship is illegal. And yeah. so he has to contact their parents. Like, that's a very sobering scenario. Yeah. And of the times... In addition to the sobering effect of what he's going through, anyway, yeah. yeah, Parenthood has clearly been the, the maybe I guess for that that episode was called "You Only Get One" and yeah, the, and the, and that also Just led to after, the super, and that's right after Frankie has died. Yeah, that's and that, the last thing that we've seen. Right, and this is also with um, Candy Maggie Gyllenhaal having her scene with her son, and and this follows the right. like the kind of two episode arc. That we sort of found ultimately regrettable, and for the show, David Morris and his daughter that he goes to New York to reconnect with. Oh, you're talking about the dad knocking on the girl's door. Yeah, and these that are what- was. Uh, I still don't understand why that. I mean, it, I understand that as a plot line uh, at the time too. I was under. I think. I think we were judging things thinking we only had five episodes and now yeah. we know there's eight. so it's yeah. a little I can be more forgiving in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was watching that, I was like, you don't have a lot of time and you're spending a lot of time on with people we don't even know on this and and it was a significant point to make is this girl's father coming back into her life and then reconnecting. And a good use of the that little actress that I really like. Yeah, and now she's gone. Yeah, yeah, now she's gone. They they are they brought back Darlene. Yeah, which which I was I was really happy to see her. I was, yeah, because we want to know what happened to the nineteen other characters we were following prior to this season, which has kind of just been focused on five maybe. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, the other one I know we both are actually a little more invested in is Laurie's storyline. Laurie, Laurie consistent, Laurie scenes consistently are, are the most interesting things. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously gone, she's, she's on porn sets and in strip clubs. Yeah, books. but still her arc as a character is probably <laughs> the, the, the biggest arc of any character in that show where she's gone from being a girl that came from the Midwest to New York, was a prostitute with a pimp yeah. who was abusive, moved who was out, who's, who's now become like a, a porn star and is now like terrified of of stalkers and persons well but she's and, i mean she's i mean we and, and we've, she's a coke addict and she's yeah we i mean we watched her agent. from literally walking off the bus yeah to now being a porn star in her twilight well, then I mean, she's. I mean, even even reaching the heights that she's reached, right. she's already right. kind of waning. She's going to do these well, it's like these what, live events at, at clubs and stuff like that. That's what, like what Candy and Harvey talk about, where she's like, "What happens to these girls when they're done?" It's like, well, they age out, and they disappear, they 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 yeah. they, they vanish. And you don't know, like, the question of what their lives are like after that is probably what we'll kind of get a hint at, I think, with Lori's resolution in the next few episodes. Yeah. Is her maybe meeting a nice guy who is okay with all that. I don't want that. I don't think we'll... I don't be, think that, that nah, she... I don't think it'll be that. I, think it'll, I think it'll be her having to, like, deal with this, everyone knowing who she is for the rest of her life, and trying to just live a yeah. normal fucking life. Yeah, but this, I mean, but you bring up a good point, and it's the thing that... They they've, they've, fucking I drives th- me crazy about what they've done with Maggie Gyllenhaal's yeah, plot. Yeah, I know. We both is do. that it's like let's yeah. just get her a guy. Yeah, but I, I think that's a just shitty think, solution. I don't think that's gonna work out anyway because there's. Well, a they idea. hinted at that in this last episode where she's like listening to his voicemail and his Well, like, even yeah, when yeah, he was you. like, "I'll make, I'll give you the money for your movie," and she's like, "That's not how this fucking works. Like, yeah. I, I've earned this myself. You're not, you don't own me. You can't buy me. I'm not." He wants to wife her, and, and she doesn't want to get wifed. Like, yeah. that character is not... That's not who that character is. And I no. feel like that's hopefully where they're going. If they end up getting married and or whatever... Uh, but I'm like, also kind of know, losing sight... Because of that plot, I'm kind of losing sight of who that character is. Yeah, I really like the conversations she's had with Harvey. And like, Those are the most And the, the Dworkin scene was really great. Like, mm-hmm. the, like yeah. where they're, like, uh, getting into the nitty-gritty, like, h- how does feminist... Um, erotica work as opposed to supporting uh, an industry that takes advantage of it. Yeah, person. right. How, how do you how do you reconcile doing and, fundamentally the same I, thing by I, calling it I something else? I think that aspect of Maggie Gyllenhaal's plot this season is way more interesting. Is that philosophical yeah. conversation? Her work as an artist is what makes that character so interesting. I hope they lean on that more than what's his fucking Eric Eric Stoltz. It's not Eric Stoltz. I don't know what the you're talking guy, about. The guy, her boyfriend. Corey Stoltz. Corey Stoltz. Yeah. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> give him I a camera. Wi- I wish it were Eric Stoltz. Give him a game. I'd man. be like, oh. This is weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> this is an unexpected. It's weird anyway that he's appearing in the fifth season of this thing. I'm not crazy. Third season, yeah. Or yeah, f- the, the finale. You know of who of I would have loved thing. to have popped up in that role? McNulty. Well, then we'd be rooting for them, though. I think... Sure! I think Corey Stoll is dislikable enough. Yeah, what is that quality? That guy has such an interesting quality as an actor. I I like him. I don't know, I feel like... And I... And and he seems like a fine dude, and I know he's played great roles and stuff, but, like, this this part seems like someone you don't... You're not rooting for this relationship to work out. No. I don't think anybody is. They no. don't want Candy to just turn into a fucking trophy wife for some rich guy. No, I no, I don't. And that's why I don't know. I, hope that's, I know that's the point they're trying to, they're going to go in the other direction. I th- I, I trust that too, but I'm, I'm hating it right now. Well, when we thought there were only five episodes, it was easier to be like, what are you doing with all of your time? Yeah. And yeah. now we know now there's we're three only, more. we're a little over halfway through this thing, and yeah. the context of all of it changes in retrospect with that knowledge. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Vincent and Frankie, I don't we haven't spoiled how Frankie dies and I'm fine with that. Oh, the plot I was really actually but invested knew, in. But we knew we knew Frankie was going to die. I was invested in Black Frankie because Black Frankie, <sighs> yeah. I thought I was going to spend his life in jail because he saved a man with a tracheotomy. Because <laughs> he saved a man's life. Saved a man's life with a fucking like Vietnam vet tracheotomy with a pen. Yeah. That's incredible. Once when some hookers fed him lobster. <laughs> Shenanigans. I wish we could have seen that whole thing. That's such like a that's such like a detective novel plotline to be happening. Oh, fuck yeah! And when and when and I was like, they're not gonna get him out. Like it's not gonna work out. And when he got off the bus and uh, Subak the waiting for him, I was like, this is the beginning of a GTA game. Like the guy's getting off the bus from prison, and they're like, we got you out. The tracheotomy, lobster situation. Right. There's also we a- got the guy to confirm that you saved his life. There's also a great, I think, understated moment in that scene. And Sabatka is like, well, do you want me to take you home? That's we call him Sabatka. Right. <laughs> Fans of The Wire know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, <laughs> and Frankie's like, nah, man, let's just, let's get to it. Yeah. And Sabatka and then- hol- holds down his hairpiece as they get into the car. Into the convertible. <laughs> I'm glad that, Fil- I'm so glad that they waited Four or five episodes to start addressing the hairpiece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, it was like the Frank. It was one of Frankie's last moments with Sabatka, it and he's like, "Don't fucking just... talk about it." And you're yeah. like, "Yeah, you sh- you're not supposed to." Have. Yeah, it's a little. It's funny to think of an era where men were wearing toupees a lot. Now they're all taking weird pills and shit. I don't men know wear toupees to this day. I don't. I mean, I'll wear a wig in a show, but I'm trying to gracefully. Except my heredity. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. There's a guy who used to come to my old store that... Uh... Was fighting it tooth and nail. <sighs> yeah, uh, he had a bad one. He looked like a clown. You're just, you're just telling everyone... I'm, uh, you know, not to be anti-toupee, but you're really advertising your insecurities. No, man. I This podcast is all about bo- body positivity. That's true. Whatever. Exactly. You're beautiful the way you are. Yeah, absolutely. And that and... Go for a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to be alive, so yeah, we're all stuck in a weird shell that we are, were stuck with. Wow, this this particular episode of this podcast is like going all kinds of places. That's okay. Like the deuce goes all kinds of places and really does take you into a good sense of like existential hum um, humanism, where you're you relating to the the cop who's working deals to to take over this city because he's a married man let's talk about the cops the no i'm talking about ringo ringo what's your guy uh lenny bruce yeah as you said let's talk about the cops he, he finally we have a scene with him and his wife where she approaches him about his sexuality and well she's approaching him, and... him about their marriage and he just really comes out. It seems like they both are know what he does. Yeah, he's pretty straightforward. He's like, "I'm safe, and I love you." And but I can't stop. But dying. I, he's like, "This is who I am," and you're like, "Yeah, that it's uh, There's no one in this thing that you can be like, "Fuck that guy," and that was the same thing. In the Wire, there were a few characters you could be like, "This person is a genuine piece of shit." And in this show, there have been some. Who genuine Who's a genuine shit. piece of shit in the Wire? Um, the I'd probably say some of those politician weasel motherfuckers. Yeah. The guy from Game of Thrones is a little shit in that. Oh, Carcetti! Uh, Carcetti! He's a fuckass. But, like, but I kind of like. No, but you yeah. love him too. It's like Cece. Cece was a fucking horrific, monstrous, abusive yeah. pimp. And we were glad to see him go, but But we also, it was a fantastic performance, you know, and these characters are just so, these guys write these worlds and these characters that draw you in and make you appreciate everyone on a deeper level than just like some, uh, you know, they're not throwaway one-liners in a Coen Brothers movie not to shit on them or any other like... Or some hard-boiled story of... Right. It's a totally weird. different style that these guys do. Yeah, they're getting into their heads. And I and I do like that they've kind of whittled down a few to focus on, even though Larry Brown has only shown up in a fucking clip of their old pornos. We should just best not even talk about it anymore. But Darlene's involved, so I feel like someone's going to go, what happened to Larry Brown? And she's going to give us the answer we're waiting okay. for in a sentence. Say fucking about her and we'll be happy. He's like he's the only person I think he really hasn't gotten an explanation. Well, the pimp storyline, the pimps kind of have died out. The porn industry replaced pimping, basically. but he was a porn star. Yeah. He was making that transition, which is why I'm curious what, I don't know. I don't know. I know that's our biggest question is what happened to Larry Brown. There's a there's we're not the only ones asking that. No. No. I googled it the other day and there's a whole Reddit Oh really? Okay. good. Okay. On Where's Larry Brown. Okay. And I was like, I'm not gonna read this right now, but I can't satis- read this it's opinion. satisfying yeah. to know that it's not just us. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> who great. love that character. Well, I mean what else do we got? I mean now that we know we have a couple more episodes, I'm Yeah. I'm I'm like we're relieved. I'm, I'm we're releasing were, I'm releasing my grip on this. Yeah, and I think I think honestly the deuce is underrated and is going to get it's so underrated. due in time where people are like, Go watch it, it's gonna be 28 episodes total. Mm. It's going to take you a few days, and people are going to binge watch it down the line and really appreciate the way The Wire happened, too, because I didn't watch The Wire till after it all aired, and sure. I heard it was such a great show. Well, I think especially this one, being a smaller dose, being 28 episodes or whatever, it's going to feel a little more like a novel. Yeah, I think... Honestly, which is what which is the style that these guys are... Yeah. Probably. It'll feel like a really man. good, like, American novel of a time and a place and all these characters and these people that are going yeah. on. Like, I honestly think its biggest detriment has maybe been how mainstream Franco is, and people have kind of been turned off by that, but he, I think he's done a great fucking job. when I think he When he job. was crying over his own body, I was moved... And thinking about brotherhood and friendship and yeah. losing someone close to you. Mike is standing there in the hallway feeling it too. Like, yeah. you know, death sucks and yeah. changes everything. Yeah. So and they, 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 they've they always they dealt they with death that. really well. They, yeah, death, death has never been light in yeah. any of the Simon Pelicanos. Absolutely. It, it, like it's It ripples always, out because yeah. relationships are like the core of... They're very humanist. Like, they are not... Um, looking down on anybody when they write this shit. And that's, I think, part of the reason that they're so good. There's not a butler who doesn't have a moment where you're like, oh, that guy's... Right. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Right. There's no, uh, there's no butlers in these shows. There's no, there's no, there's no butler. but yeah. <laughs> that's a bad example. I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Still haven't seen the Downton Abbey movie. Yeah, I'm gonna work on it. You still haven't watched a few things. No. The we. <laughs> We'll get into it at some point. Uh, do we want to touch a little righteous gemstones before we get out of here? Sure. Yeah, I'm caught up on it. The show's funny. It's funny, fucking. It's, it's funny. I think it might be the best because I've watched all of J.D. McBride and his cruise shows. Yeah, watched East, Eastbound East, and Vice Principals. Yeah, and Vice Principals was two seasons, kind of a little snack. Yeah. And Eastbound was pretty long. Yeah, and I. I don't know how long they're gonna go with this gemstones thing, but it's off to a really. I solid know, that, I know that they are they're doing a second. There's definitely gonna be a second one, yeah. Like they're already, I think, signed to do a this. Uh, one. I'm sure they pitched it with like a long, with a really long outline of the story. I think they knew a lot of these arcs. They're the way it's written is like these things were planned. Yeah. Down the line. Well, I mean, you gotta think, like, if you're programming HBO, the... The season outlines are done well ahead. Right, well, uh, and I mean, and these guys clearly, like, deliver this, like, very unique flavor. Yeah, they've got this really... They film all their shit in, what, uh... Are they from South Carolina? They're uh, they're from one of the Carolinas. Well, and this is... And, you know, you were... We've we've said this, I think, on so many episodes that, like, we love to see these things that are specific portraits of America... Yes, you know, like even as like ridiculous as yeah, gemstones is, and even as like it's like you the, know far far and away from our understanding of what the deuce is, like it feels very like knowing those are part of the same land in Zintra. Yeah. the different uh, you know parts of the kingdom or whatever. Yeah, that shit is interesting to me, and that that's what I mean. The dynamic McBride stuff is so invaluable. And we shouldn't just say him, because it's him and those two other guys. Yeah, like, they all and it's a shame we don't know their names off the top of our heads. I know, we're so bad. But the... We're so you're, bad. You're way better at that, And <laughs> uh, names in general, than I am. Uh, 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 Peter Bogdanovich. But the show is fucking good. I so regret being like, I'm not into this, after that first episode. Well, you know... <laughs> I, I so regret that. The thing that was kind of... The plot line that I really don't like the most... Is the, is the sun, the sun thing. Yeah, and and I, I know you don't like that. And they yeah. were leaning, and I, it's not to say I don't appreciate parts of it, or whatever, but... Um, it does hold or, it all together. It, it's, yeah, it's an integral thing, but I thought that was going to be like the th- main thrust of the whole thing, but there's really... <laughs> it's not. Yeah, there's so much, much not, other shit yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, that plot led to... I think it's still my favorite joke of the entire season when they're in... Gideon is the child's name, right? Yes. They're they're in his the room child's this name. This is, is befo- this is before he comes back to the house and they're all everyone is in his room and the youngest son is blowing on all of his medals in the corner and Danny McBride says Stop blowing on them all on all them coins. <laughs> Stop blowing them all on <laughs> them coins. <laughs> He's got s- the kid who played young Danny McBride my favorite episode of the season was the one where they introduced Miss Behaven, yes. the song of the century. Let's talk about Miss Well but, but the kid who plays young Danny McBride oh, yeah, nails he does an incredible the cadence job. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But Walter Goggins. Walter Wa- Goggins. Wa- Goggle Woggles, That's you, this we do this every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Woggle goggles plays the best character, Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> who, who wants to suck an old man's dick <laughs> who wants to suck an old man's dick the let's talk, let's talk about misbehaving so the, the song that uncle baby Billy and the mother of the the matriarch of the clan of the gemstones yeah the the dead matriarch they when they were children they did this song called misbehaving yeah they're like kind of a Donnie uh Donnie and the Christian Christian country Donnie and Marie Donnie and Marie thank you. And I think the song is based off. Uh, I remember I was we were listening to it a bunch. I think it's. Uh, I don't give a damn about my damn reputation. Reputation. But my bad reputation. Bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like the first part. But it's in this and like it old. Goes in country, kid, <clears throat> like little kid country. They're Christian like, kid. Christian country. kid country. Like it's and it is really. Like, teacher, tell me not. When they to, do I'd so, when they do it, later. that first time is in that episode. And the song is so funny. It's so good. And the performance is so funny. And then what I think is crazy is that, like, it's an entire... They do the whole song. Over and over. And then you hear them as kids doing it. And then you hear... And now Walter Goggins is doing it with his niece. Like, it could have so easily been, like, a 30-second cut of something that's really funny. But it's a whole fucking piece. There's a couple parts of that song that, like, when I was listening to it the and listening to the lyrics, I was like... Oh, those are plot points for the show that will come into place. I'm, I'm envisioning. It's insane. I mean, they talk about meeting a man in the thorny ground who taught with the thorny crown. With the thorny crown. And you're like, I just want to see more scenes of them as children. Like, I want to see the flashback of, like, them being indoctrinated and writing that song. Because that song seems like the thing the whole empire is built on. A little bit. Yeah, who wrote the song? I don't know. Well, in real life or in the context of the show? In the context of the show? I don't know. Probably their daddy. And their mommy. I like... The sins of the father. I really, the know. sins of the father and the mother is like a huge element in this thing, which is why it's like, like the comedic succession in so many ways. It's crazy how right. many overlaps there are. And we didn't even, we didn't even really dive into Kendall doing his rap in Succession. Oh, that's right. L to the OG. <sighs> uh, that's the best. Do be the OG. It's so awkward. It's, and it's like totally a real thing that would happen. Well, you know, and like okay, so here's here's all right, this is going to get personal for a second. Okay. It's crazy to see these shows like ha- to have these little musical numbers that are pretty that are really organic inside of the show and and but the, but it elevates the the story so much yeah. and it makes me think of when we used to do plays with uh, ye old King Murray Ross, uh, one of the baddest motherfuckers alive. Who I swear to God, if he could get a song into every fucking thing that he could, he like loved to have yeah. this like weird off center centerpiece of a musical number. And I and I kind of and I always thought it was so bizarre, even though I did do it in Our Three Sisters. But yeah, we both everything <laughs> we've ever directed had a very cultivated music element to it well but like actually seeing the characters do one you know mean? Right. you know what right. i mean it's something else it's like the scene in Mad Men where the musical episode where no well i was gonna say the one where what's his name dies where uh oh where cooper dies Where cooper dies and he, he has his little like musical number and yeah. don's head and it's like um ethereal elevated s- surreal moment that just hits you you know he sings the best things in life for free. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific thing know. that he sings. But there's also a musical episode of Mad Men where Roger sings yeah. "My Old Kentucky Home" yeah. in Brad blackface. Like, oh my god, that's right. They all sing at one point. Joan plays uh, "Say Magnifique" that's when they're on her high accordion, that's when and that's yes, and that's when yes. Paul and his uh, his Princeton <laughs> buddies sing. Yeah. Uh, Hello my baby. Hello my honey. Hello my ragtime gal <laughs> Which is an old vaudeville standard. Yeah, and now. I mean in that that episode's great. I think it's called My Old Kentucky Home. It's a, that's one of if I was gonna and I will do this, rank my top twenty five madmen all time. That's definitely one. it's one of those things that just like draws you and connects you to something in a strange way like 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 k- watching characters eat we've talked about that before like when you watch characters eat you like you recognize them as human in a way yeah and those are those are things we did really well I think in our own weird web series we made the now show where we had like uh-huh. a great eating scene and we had like very cl- planned and cultivated music implementation and how the whole aesthetic of that thing worked. We didn't have any live music. We'll have to put that in the next one. We will. But, and more eating. But the, Let's and, remember And that. even more eating. Yeah, well, that we already planned to have some brunches and stuff. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now show season two. Spoiler. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Te- keep, teaser detail. Keep your suspenders up. Teaser detail. Uh, There's there's some brunches. (laughs) There are some brunches planned. Yeah, the righteous gemstones uses that song, and for me, like made the show twice as good as it already was. It stepped up. That song. It stepped up with that show. Fucking amazing. The guy better win an Emmy for that.
1: Oh sure. Best
0: original song for a comedic. Is that oh, a category in the Emmys? I don't probably, know. Probably. It seems like there's a million of the fucking yeah, there's Yeah, there's like the a whole Emmys thing. that oh they don't God. even televise. Yeah. That show, that song is fantastic. Hell yeah. Best original song for a show this year, I would say. If we were trying to judge that. Sure. I mean, I don't... I don't know what else we... Other than Kendall's rap. Other than Kendall's rap. <laughs> like, is, it's way better than Kendall's rap. Kendall's rap's not bad, but in context, is terrible. <sighs> Kendall's rap in context is insane (laughs) it's so funny Jesse Armstrong talks about it in the after the episode and he's like this is the kind of thing you would see like on Twitter is a billionaire's son raps at his dad's birthday right and it's really awkward and weird but they can get away with dumb shit and they just live on their own planet anyway so whatever Kendall (sighs) I love that we just keep going back to the deuce I mean succession to Kendall to to, to HBO (laughs) Uh, Uh, do we? What do we got? I don't know. I mean, we touched on all the things. I feel like we wanted to touch on. Is there anything else we want to get into? Uh, Uh, maybe general stuff we've been watching or complicated (laughs) things we've been watching. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe things to maybe things that we're gonna that we're looking forward forward to doing. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's right. We've talked about how... We, were, we wanted to talk about Little Women. <coughs> well, El Camino's coming out tomorrow. El Camino is out now, it's I out think. It's out right now, so we might go watch that. Uh, little Women. Uh, I didn't even think about this until I was I was watching... I was on Netflix and I saw the old 90s one. Yeah. And it has like Winona yeah. Ryder and Claire Danes and um uh, little one Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst and Christian Bale, is and it? Christian Bale, Lori and uh, Susan Sarandon's the mom. Susan Sarandon. I That's watched right. like the first 20 minutes and I and I was like, "Christian, have you seen this?" And or I looked up looked it up and I realized there's a new one. Yeah. And it has a lot of your favorite actresses. It has my favorite. I mean, Greta Gerwig is my A1. I love her. A Studio 54. Is are they? Is that the company? Studio A one. What's the fucking what? Oh, it an 24 is it an A twenty four? Is, is it, it an A twenty four movie? I don't know. Does she do? Does she work with them? Lady Bird was an A twenty four movie. It probably is. Uh, but yeah, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, Florence Pugh, motherfucker, fucking Sir, Sir Saoirse Ronan, uh, Emma, uh, Emma Watson, Emma Watson, she's the oldest. Uh, Eliza Scanlon from Sharp Objects is Junior to watch. Uh, Tracy Letts is in that motherfucking movie. Uh, really? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet, who I write for, I think he's a good actor. That kid. Uh, it's I would be shocked if that movie's not awesome. Yeah, it seems like that's a good one for like a consonant at. It's gonna be every fifteen or twenty years. Yeah, fuck yeah, and uh, sure. I dude. really don't. I never read that book. But it's it, it, just, I'm all just about the first like half an hour of the old one that I watched. They I'm on... all about being like you know what fuck these books that have like or fuck these older movies of classic novels. Let's just do those every twenty years. Oh dude, I, we should be doing that constantly. Give me the new Gatsby movie. I'm all. I'm, about, al- I'm already ready for a new Gatsby. I'm all Gatsby. about that. Well, that, those are public domain things. Like how many fucking mm, Dracula? Th- no, Fitzgerald isn't public domain. Yeah, no, but bel- Alcott is. Alcott, yes. Yeah, yeah. I get her mixed up with Little House on the Prairie. That's right. <laughs> Wait, is, is it Alcott? Alcott? I think so, yeah. Maybe I'll cut this part out. I think Just in case is. we're wrong. Whatever. What's another, what's another one? I there? don't know if my Brontes for my Austins for my other Brontes for That's well. bullshit, man. You need to figure that out. We just we talked about this the other day. I said I'm kind of a. I'm already ready for a new Pride and Prejudice. Give me a new Pride and Prejudice. I don't precious. do pre 20th century. Give me a new Weathering well Heights anyway. I will take a new Weathering Heights like right now. That's awesome. That's, that's Bronte. That's Bronte. Damn it. Okay. That's um, Emily Bronte. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry, Charlotte, Emily, and Hildegard Bronte. Shit. A new Jane Eyre movie. What I'm else are we excited about? Well, The Lighthouse Approacheth. Oh, that's right. When's that coming out? uh in the next couple weeks ah also there's all the 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 netflix movies that are coming Damn. a marriage story is coming out soon. the uh, The Soderbergh movie about the Panama Papers is coming out soon. Ooh, I, you know that the woman who she uncovered all that murdered. She got she got car bombed. Whoa. She got assassinated like a mafioso. There's also there's also another Netflix movie that I think that this is maybe the one that we haven't brought up on this podcast, and this is kind of ties back to our beginning, and maybe we can leave it here about how Netflix is doing so much better than Apple Plus. <laughs> and why Netflix was not worried about not bidding for the morning show. Sure. Is it they have... or whatever crap M Night Shyamalan's going to put on yeah. Apple Plus? Yeah, and like and we've listed off all these movies that Netflix has. The Soderbergh movie, Bombag movie, The Breaking Bad movie, the, Sc- uh, the Irishman the Scorsese movie. They have another one coming called The Two Popes. That's a dramedy. We talked about Did we not talk about this on another not episode? Not on the, not on the pod, no. You were telling me about this. <laughs> the Two Popes it's a dramedy starring Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins. And it, is it a period piece? It's about. Is it like eleven hundred? No, 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 no. It's it's something. like a it's like a newer movie about. It does it take place nowadays? Yeah, it's they play real in, life in, popes, the, but in I can't remember who they are. In these nearer times, <laughs> they play they play popes of the last forty years, but I can't remember who they are. Okay. Which popes? I mean, Jean Paul, Benedict. That's the order. The only Pope I give a fuck about is Lenny It was Jean-Paul, Benedict, and now Francis. I only care about Pope Lenny. I I Pope Lenny died, man. Now it's Pope. Pope Lenny! Now, now we pope. don't know that he now, died! It's Pope Malkovic! Oh my god. The new Pope. Which is also going to be coming out. You know, the, what else I'm excited about is coming out. It's not until the end, beginning of December, but season three of Miss Maisel is like hot on the heels Shit. of... Last, of the last Emmys that they just Shit, took. that's right. I forgot there's more Maisel coming. I'm also in on this fucking, I'm in on this Catherine the Great starring Dame Helen Mirren. Okay. I'm fucking in on that. Okay. It's a movie? No, it's a it's a, it's a limited series on HBO. Uh, how limited? How fucking limited do you <laughs> want your Helen Mirren intake, <laughs> I'm dude? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like, i she's b- playing Eliz- I'm free basing. Helen playing, She's playing Elizabeth? Catherine the Great. oh Catherine the Great oh okay this is Russian my guy oh cool okay she'll that'll be hot that's cool because I was like Elizabeth wasn't like the most no this is like Helen Mirren's way hotter than she, she played the she played the queen but this is like scorched earth cool yeah this okay is be nice. I'm all about Russian oligarch madness Me stories too. like Me too. that's what Shakespeare never wrote that Me he should have like fucking but is it is it safe to say that we're probably not doing Watchmen. I don't know. I'm curious. I'll check it out. You haven't read that book or seen the movie. I'll loan you the comic book. You should read it. It's a quick read. But isn't but isn't this sake. thing? But isn't the series also like? Yeah, it's written by one of the guys from Lost, and it's twenty years later. As it's so the same universe, but it has nothing to do with Alan Moore, who's not, like the. It's like not canonical. Uh, Hard to say. I don't know who owns the rights to that, but as far as the guy who wrote the thing, there were the details. Guy who, I don't think Alan Moore has anything to do with this. wrote were details the guy who about wrote. Sesame Street that were... Did I send that to you? Oh, some more how birds are drones and big birds trying to... We gotta wrap this up, dude. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks... Stay tuned. The battery didn't die, so we, we you know, we made it. We recorded so um, I just God. want to close with a shout-out to our engineer producer who takes the time to edit this, Christian O'Shaughnessy. Oh. Thank you so I much. Pre- I appreciate it. Uh, shouts to Mike. Mike is in a play called Arcadia that's running at TheatreWorks. Yeah, come see it. Come if, see that. Google um, that. Google it. You can find tickets. Check it out. You can't afford him. <laughs> My oh boy Squiggle cooked up this beat for me. Check it. Born on the North Bank, king of the East Side, fifty years strong. Now he's rolling in a sick rod, handmade suits, raking in loot. Five star general, y'all best oh, no. salute. Yo, bitches be no. happy, but the king, no. Jesus <laughs> no, no. no. Kenwa. <laughs> I it. it is burning my eyes, but I cannot look away. L to the OG. Dude be the OG, A and he playing. Playing like a pro, C, L to the OG. Dude be the OG, A and he playing. Playing like a pro, make some noise. A1 ratings, 80k wine. Never gonna stop, baby. Fuck for the time, bro. Don't get it twisted, I've been through hell. But since I stand dad, I'm alive and well. Shaper of views creator of news father of many paid all his dues so don't try to run your mouth at the king just pucker up bitch and go kiss the ring l to the og do me the og and he playing make some noise when i say l